Welcome to lies, another bullshit that we tell ourselves. Um, Amanda and I took a little bit of a hiatus for a while just because um, we've had some stuff going on in our lives that made it a little bit more complicated to record podcasts. But um, I'm back. I'm solo for right now. Amanda will be back on later. But um, I think it I think it really helps to have some of these conversations as we continue to grow. Um, yeah, so get ready. Here we go. This podcast is a casual conversation between two friends. As we explore the human condition, it's important to note that some of the elements of this podcast could be triggering. If you experience any triggering, please turn off the podcast and do not continue to listen. It is not worth your mental health to do so. If you are struggling with suicidal thoughts, you can contact the National Suicide Helpline or you can go to AFSP.org, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, to get resources on how to prevent suicidal thoughts and ideation. In this episode, I'm talking a lot about instant gratification and feelings that are lust-driven versus anything else. And I know that we started our first uh, podcast off with like a, a kind of a playful conversational tone, but I'm recording on my own today. Um, and this one is more based on everything that I've experienced since our last episode and, and what we can do to kind of improve in this sphere, or at least what I hope that people can improve upon. Um, and so I hope you enjoy. You know, this might seem like a massively rambling podcast, but the reality is, is that that's how we designed it. We designed it as, you know, like a conversation. And I feel like we're kind of in that same boat again, where it's time to have conversations. And I've spent a lot of time thinking over the last few months about the way things have kind of transpired in a lot of, not just my life, but in a lot of other people's lives. And I've spent a lot of time talking to other people about a wide variety of subjects, right? And I think one of the biggest ones that's come about is confidence and social media. And with yesterday's outage of Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, etc., um, it kind of enlightened me to how ridiculous we've gotten as a community in regards to the way that we look at ourselves and we look at things outside of ourselves. Um, we're constantly looking to strive to be this better thing at all times. And it's like really, really interesting because it's it's bizarre like I, I i watched people come back onto instagram last night and when i did you saw all these people that were like super excited and happy and like oh my god instagram is back and you saw these confident important people that were just like oh i'm you know i'm back and i feel better about myself and it really started to make me question what the hell we're actually doing on these social media platforms right <clears throat> so like when i take a look at social media in its infancy. So I was around when Facebook first started in 2005. Some of you weren't even old enough to even remember when it started, much less that you had to have a college email address to even access it. Um, It wasn't like this. I mean, granted, it was started in some kind of weird, bizarre fashion that really didn't make any sense, but it was there. Twitter was basically just a microblogging platform, and there was a thousand microblogging platforms at the the same time, and 90% of us just used MySpace or Zanga or whatever to get our thoughts up. What's bizarre to me is that we have made this massive shift from... (sighs) I don't remember having 
no confidence in myself whatsoever from a body image perspective and from any of those perspectives when I was younger. I don't, I don't remember this stuff. And I, I don't think it's because I'm blocking it out. I think it's because it didn't exist. I wasn't bombarded with half-naked images of everyone on my timeline. I was not bombarded with these doom scrolls of just, oh, here we go. Here's everyone's perfect lives and everything is perfect all the time. It didn't exist because first off, we didn't have access to cameras, right? Like our camera phones were crap. Like you could barely see what was going on. It was pixelated crap. And to add to it, I mean, if you want to take a selfie, you had to use an actual digital camera to do it. And 90% of the time they came out looking like shit. So that's what we got. Um, I don't remember any of those things because I don't think they existed. I don't think we were constantly trying to compare ourselves against every other person on the planet, especially in the infancy of social media. Our worlds were still very much closed into our local communities. It made sense. It was people that we knew. We did meet some people outside of that juncture. But it, other than that, it really wasn't that bad. And, you know, you could say, okay, boomer, or whatever the hell you want to in regards to this. But I, I honestly think that a large portion of society's issues right now are derived entirely from the idea that we have created this atmosphere where we're just constantly thinking that we're not good enough because somebody else is doing this or somebody else is doing that. And I'm struggling with it on a lot of levels because I don't necessarily compare myself to other people, but the confidence that people have is, is faux. It's faux confidence. It's, it's false. And then it starts to transpire into your dating life where you think you have to have this perfect person, those perfect things that are doing all this perfect. No one's perfect. Everyone fucking sucks. There is something wrong with everyone. There is no perfect person that exists. And if you're looking for that, you need to really seriously reevaluate yourself and what you're looking for because it's total horseshit. A person that you're that you strive to be with is not perfect. They're not. They're never going to be perfect. And I've seen too many relationships recent, recently just completely fail because there's these unrealistic expectations of the other person. You, you're looking for a fairy tale. The fairy tale doesn't exist. It doesn't. Amanda and I actually just had a conversation a couple of days ago about how we've all, as a society, have, come, have become accustomed to being love-bombed. We want to feel something. And so if we don't feel that thing immediately, it's not there. It's an instant gratification push. So we're all sitting here going, oh my God, I need to feel this extremely intense, emotional Disney fairy tale bullshit, or it isn't real. It's not something that I should invest my energy into. Do you know how absurd that sounds? It's insane because it doesn't exist. In order to create a lasting relationship with anyone, this is a friendship or otherwise, you have to build a foundation. Those foundations aren't being built anymore. That's why shit's being crumble it's crumbling all over the place. You are not taking the initiative to look at yourself, look at what you bring to the table, and look at the other person and what they bring to the table, and then creating a middle ground that makes sense. Instead, you're jumping straight into romantic relationships that don't make any sense. Why? You don't need to be romantic with someone. You don't need to force any of these things. Be a friend first. Understand what that friendship looks like and then, then push yourself into that, into that category. You do not need to rush any of these things. Rushing these things are what are is killing every relationship that comes about. Now, do I believe that there are some people that just click and, you know, that's what it is? Absolutely. I 100% believe that. But I also believe that you enter into toxic damage cycles when you perpetuate the exact same crap that hurt you the last time because you haven't gotten over the last event. 
And it's because you're looking for this instant gratification. What happens when the initial lust phase wears off? What happens? What happens to you? Right? You're bored. You don't like the relationship anymore. You don't want to be in it. You don't feel the same way. That's because relationships are hard. They suck. They're not fun. And the fact that we're still having these conversations more than six months after our first episode, I'm struggling with understanding how we can come about as a society and change the way that we operate because it doesn't seem to be changing. It seems to be getting worse and worse and worse every single day. I mean, I've sat in the dating sphere. I've, I've went on multiple dates with multiple people and it's, it's getting, it's getting so much worse. Um, everyone wants this, this ideal person and everything. And, you know, I'll say within the first couple minutes, I know whether or not that's someone I want to be with. Now, does that mean that it's an instant gratification thing? No, it means it's somebody whether or not I want to integrate you into my life from a friendship perspective or otherwise. If you're putting on layers of bullshit, which 90% of people are in the dating dating sphere, it, it, it is what it is. <laughs> I can see right through your shit immediately. And and just like I hope someone can see through my shit, you know, I, I have come accustomed to understanding and believing and pushing that... Um, you know, I have to be this, this person when I'm in a dating thing, because I need to court you and I need to do all these things. I don't need to do shit. I need to be myself, my authentic self the entire time, because my authentic self means more than the bullshit that the bullshit parade that I've decided to put on in front of you. The facade doesn't matter. If you're going to put on a facade, and you're going to pretend like you're something that you're not, you're going to not only disappoint that person, but you're going to disappoint yourself later on. Because that's not you. It's not be your authentic self at all times, and you don't have to worry about it. And I think I think what's what's really causing me to take pause and to struggle and to not fully comprehend how to handle these things is that my brain cannot fully understand how I'm supposed to date in the modern world when all I can do is swipe, 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 click, tap, move, do whatever, it doesn't make any difference. Like I, I can just completely disregard an entire human being in maybe less than five seconds. And that seems insane to me, right? Because that's not something that we should be doing. We should be getting to know people. And yes, I believe you need to be physically attracted to somebody for a relationship to work. I'm, I'm not saying that's not a thing. But what I am saying is that it, it seemingly is extremely difficult to even get to know someone when someone is dismissed almost instantaneously because of some arbitrary factor, like your age, your body type, your whatever. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's asinine to me because, again, I remember back in the day, these weren't necessarily issues. And I don't remember gays actually striving for six-pack abs and going to the gym every 15 minutes and doing all these things. I remember us going to the gym because we had anxiety and we needed to be able to manage that. But then again, we had a lot of other shit to worry about back in the day. The, 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 the newer generation, and yes, you can, okay, boomer me again, you don't have to worry about too much because you're mostly accepted by society. I mean, gay marriage is legal, all of these things. When we came out, none of that was legal. In fact, we were still struggling to get our parents not to send us to conversion therapy camps. We were still struggling to keep our heads above water because kids at school were calling us faggots every 15 seconds. Excuse the F word, but I mean, it, it is a thing. And we grew up in a different era. And I think we had to mature at a different pace because our maturity was derived entirely from the fact that we were in a society that didn't accept us at all. You're in a society, a society where you can just walk outside and, and express yourself openly. You can hold hands with people and not feel like you're going to die. 
We couldn't do that. I mean, 10 years ago in Indianapolis, you wouldn't dare do that. Now, you walk outside and you do it whenever you want. And so I think I think there's a lot to this. I, 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 I struggle I struggle a lot with modern dating. Um, you know, it, it's no surprise. I've been married and divorced. And, you know, a lot of times I wonder if I should have ever got divorced in the first place because the dating atmosphere is so toxic and so shitty that I don't even want to be in it. I mean, I sit across from people all the time listening to them talk about what their ideal partner is. They don't even know. You have, you, most of you don't have a fucking clue what you want. You're not actively looking. Uh, you're not, sorry, I don't, I don't even think you should be actively looking, but you're not, you don't, you don't have any clue what you're attempting to find. You don't, you don't, you're sitting across from someone thinking, oh, well, I've, I've had enough of a visceral reaction to you. So I'm going to go ahead and, and go down this path. But the reality is, is that, or not a visceral reaction, but a surface reaction to this person. You're thinking that, oh, this is going to be a great, great little scenario, but it's really not. It's actually pretty terrible. Like you're, you, you, you can't even tell someone what you're actually looking for in a person. Instead, what you say is a bunch of non-personality traits. Like you're like, oh, I want somebody that's active and that is that reads and does all these, that works out and da 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 da. And it's all bullshit because it's the exact same thing over and over and over again. I mean, like if you look at Tinder bios right now, it literally says in the top line, kayaking, hiking, travel. Those are the three most common that I've seen. And 90% of those people don't do any of them. Like, if you're going to tell me you travel, you better give me at least uh, a, a few places that you've been that are not in the United States. And yeah, Canada and Mexico do count, so you can count those. But don't sit there and say that you're some avid traveler and start making shit up when you haven't been anywhere. Secondly, don't say you go hiking when you literally hike through a fucking park that's flat as hell in Indianapolis. That's not hiking. That's that's not hiking. When you say that you go kayaking, don't tell me that you go kayaking in the canal downtown. That's not kayaking. These things, I mean, it is, but the reality is, is that those, those things do not, do not equate. And so I'm struggling mentally with the understanding that everyone tries to be the same thing instead of just trying to be individuals. And like the people who are the most individual are the people that I gravitate towards the most, right? Like if you're sitting there saying like, fuck this, fuck, you know, like I, I can't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be in this situation. Then it's great. It's great. I'm, I'm all about it. Go ahead. Go ahead and tell me what you don't want. Tell me all the nasty things that I need to hear about you and what's wrong with you. Because I would rather know that than anything else. And it's probably likely not going to turn me off because you're being honest. And honesty is the best policy with a lot of those things, right? Like, I expose myself every time I go on a date. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm not always a great person. Sometimes I'm emotionally unavailable. Sometimes I feel sad. Sometimes I have anxiety through the roof and I need to figure that out. Sometimes I'm overly dedicated to my work and I won't have time for you. Those things are honest. And if you are honest with someone, it makes more sense, right? But 90% of the time, that's not how it operates. It's just not. So <clears throat> I've kind of really tried to figure that out and, and really go down that route and understand it. The other thing is, is that I've, I've really started to pay attention to people who want that instant gratification. And it's becoming more and more ridiculous every time I look at it. And it makes me sad, honestly. It makes me really, really sad because 
I think in a lot of ways, I want people to understand that you're not going to get an instant spark with someone. You're going to have to develop an actual relationship with them because that instant spark does not always mean that it's a good thing. It means that you have really put yourself in a situation where you are, are, are striving for the fairy tale when the fairy tale isn't always there. And I really want people to take a really, really hard look at what that means to them because it's not real. 90% of the time, that's not a real feeling. And if you have already developed a relationship with someone or you have known them for a while and you're in that sphere, then yes, I believe that you can have that spark. But if you have never met these people, you cannot have these feelings that are not lust-driven because they are chemical reactions and it is an overwhelming amount of serotonin that's being thrown into your system so that you can maintain that type of understanding. And while I appreciate the feeling and I appreciate where you've come from in that feeling, I want you to take a look at it and I want you to understand that it may or may not be real. It's spooky season, so let's talk about paranormal activity. And by that, I mean ghosting. And that's what the latter half of this episode's about before I shut this thing down and stop rambling for a decade. I apologize for this. I know my partner in crime is much better at couch conversations with me, and we'll be back to that shortly, I promise. But for right now, here's paranormal activity. Boom, motherfucker. And then I want to talk about ghosting. And this is such a massive thing for me because it's like a... Uh, like one of my friends said, he would he likes to show up to bars and be like, boom, motherfucker, to people who <laughs> have ghosted him. And I kind of feel the exact same way in a lot of senses. I, I don't typically get ghosted very often. It's, it's a very rare occurrence. Um, actually, I don't think I've ever been ghosted, to be honest with you. But that's also because I think I carefully select my people. Um, have I ghosted people? Absolutely. Am I proud of it? No, I'm not. But I think that the reality is, is that sometimes it does happen and it is something that protects a boundary, but it only protects a boundary insofar as you're willing to protect that boundary. So moving past that, um, ghosting is an interesting phenomenon to me because this is also something that I don't really understand how it's happening, but I get it. If you're in a small community, you need to be very aware that someone knows somebody that's going to be able to have that conversation. And so right now, I have a couple friends that have just been repeatedly ghosted until the end of time, right? Like way, way out of whack in the amount of ghosting that's been going on. And so for me, uh, there's like a, I, mean, I guess we'll just start calling it paranormal activity, right? Because like you guys, you guys are just in this, in this sphere where it's like, Hey, let's, let's not have mature conversations with people. Let's just ghost the shit out of them and hope that they feel better after that occurs. Um, first off, no one feels good after they've been manipulated into a lustful conversation and then ghosted immediately. It just isn't great. No one feels good after you hang out with someone repeatedly and then ghost them. Like, can we, can we start to understand that as a society, that that's not cool, that that doesn't need to happen, that we can't do shit like that because that's not proper? It's not even polite. It's rude as hell. And no one is really putting forth the effort to not do shit like that. So, uh, like, I've, I've watched a lot of my friends get hurt by the fact that someone has decided to just stop talking altogether. And in fact, one of my closest friends did it to another one of my close friends recently. And I, 
being someone who gets stuck in the middle of these things, I don't particularly like it, but I also don't get it because you can have a mature conversation with someone and say, Hey, you know what? I'm overwhelmed. I don't, I don't feel ready for this. There's someone else. I made a connection with somebody else. I did these things with someone else, blah, 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 blah. These things are super important. They're very important. And if you're not willing to put forth the effort to tell someone that you met somebody else, you've met somebody new, that you're willing to do that, you don't deserve to be talking to him in the first place. Because common decency is something that is a necessity for everyone. You know how much you mentally destroy someone when you do something as inane as blocking them on all social media and or sending them a message or not even sending them a message back after they've tried to connect with you? You've hung out with these people one, two, three times, and you won't even have the common decency to say, this is what's going on. Stop. That's not mature. That's not respectful. Respect other people enough to tell them, hey, you know what? This isn't something that I'm willing to do. Just do that because you never know how that's going to work out. You don't. And I think I think it's it's so incredibly frustrating to me because I feel like I... I sit down and I have these conversations and I say, hey, you know what? I don't think this is really going to work out. I, di- I didn't have a connection with you. I'm sorry. You know, I think our lifestyles are too incongruent, so on and so forth. These are these are things that I think are, are really important is to have honest conversations with people. Yeah, are people going to freak the fuck out? Absolutely. But that's on them. That's not on you. That's on them, not on you. And you need to make sure that you are putting yourself first in that situation and saying, hey, you know what? This is a boundary. This is where I'm at. This is how I feel. And this is what needs to happen. But that's not what's going on. It's not. And so I think people have got to figure out the baseline of what they're attempting to accomplish. And if you're not willing to figure out the baseline of what you're attempting to accomplish in a relationship, like we talked about in the beginning under the instant gratification scenario, if you don't know what you want out of a relationship, it's going to be incredibly difficult for you to find that moving forward. And so you're going to just repeatedly ghost people until you can't figure out what it is because you're just you're just interviewing people. You're using it as a job interview process versus anything else. And quite honestly, there's nothing wrong with using it as a job interview process. What's wrong with it is the fact that you haven't developed any of the mechanisms and you don't have the emotional maturity to have those conversations. I, I respect people enough to say, hey, you know what? I don't think this is going to be a thing point blank. Is it difficult for you to do that? Probably. Is it difficult for me to do that? No, I thrive on confrontation. I love confrontation. But that does not mean that you can't give someone the same amount of respect. I believe that respect is earned, not given. But at the same time, if someone has invested that amount of energy in you, if this is going on for a month, two weeks, three weeks, a week, whatever, you need to make sure that you provide yourself with the the understanding that these things are extremely important to get over. So a prime example is, is that I've been told in the past, you know, you are everything I've been looking for, but I don't have romantic feelings for you. That's respectable to me. I can handle that because I understand that. I do. In the inverse, I believe that you have to develop that foundation like we talked about before. So for me, I'm looking at this from a different perspective and I'm saying, hey, I wasn't ghosted, but what I was given was, hey, I don't have romantic feelings for you and here's where we're going to move on from here. Perfect. That sounds great to me because I can stay in someone's life that does something like that. 
what I can't do is I can't stay in someone's life that ghosts me for fun because they don't meet some qualification that I've arbitrarily provided for, for you. So like, okay, you decide you're going to meet somebody, right? You, you know, upfront, whether or not that person is going to be good or bad for you. You do. You, you, you figured it out enough in your conversations. And if you haven't, maybe you should start taking an even deeper look into how you do this. Um, I, I know someone who swipes right on literally everyone says, okay, I accept every single person and then hurts a shitload of people in the process. I don't think it's right at all. And you know what? I would mention names, but I'm not going to do that because they listen to this podcast. <laughs> but I think the reality is, is that, you know, we have, we have conditioned ourselves to believe that we don't have to actively communicate with people. And I think that's starting to hurt people. And I think that if you are not willing to put your best foot forward and stop hurting people in these processes, you're going to have to be in a better place um, mentally for yourself, and you're going to have to mature. And I think what we're starting to see is that there's a lack of emotional maturity in the in the marketplace, so to speak. I'm going to call dating the marketplace because it seems to be just a buy and sell conversation. It's not actually, is there anything uh, consistent or meaningful in any of these relationships? And what we're inter- what we're entertaining is not what's reality. So what you're doing is you're just perpetuating a damage cycle because that person's probably going to pick up and do the exact same thing because everyone is just damaged. And this isn't a gay thing. This isn't a straight thing, pansexual, bisexual, transsexual. It's not any of those things. It's an everyone thing. This isn't everyone thing. This is happening. Homosexuals, heterosexuals. I hate the word homosexual because it sounds like an experiment. But um, heterosexuals, everyone, everyone in between. It's a hundred percent everyone's problem right now, and no one has figured out how to be mature enough to say, "Hey, this isn't right for me." You can do that because that other person deserves it. And if they go apeshit on you, all right, whatever. That's that's what it is, and you just cut your losses and move on. Does it mean that I, I don't? It's not ghosting if you say your piece and they go ape on you and you you create a boundary and say, "Hey, I'm not going to take this abuse." That's an entirely different conversation. But ghosting for the sake of ghosting is just immature, immature. This has happened with one of my friends who I think the world of, and and it really frustrates me that he can't find somebody that's like just great for him because he he's a great guy, and he's been ghosted. I, I don't even know how many times at this point. But the, the one of the most recent ones was someone that he had kind of grown attached to, I guess, in a quote unquote scenario. Um, I don't know if I'd call it attachment, but. Um, the guy is, you know, the perfect embodiment of what you would think of from like, you know, what you would want. Like, oh, he's got a great body. He's got, he's, he's this and that and da, 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 do. And the reality is, is that the guy's a fucking wreck, right? And just completely ghosted him out of nowhere. So me being the confrontational dick that I am messaged him and asked, and he said, oh, well, it's because I, I kind of found somebody else. And I was like, okay, why couldn't you have said that to him? To me, that is respect. And if you're not willing to put forth that level of respect to somebody that you've spent time with and push that narrative, there's no point of you even doing this. Like, just stop dating if that's going to be the scenario. And if you are into somebody, just focus on that fucking person. Why is this a thing? Why are we still going out and clicking buttons and swiping on people and having apps when we're interested in someone? I'm not saying you got to focus 100% of your attention, but until it blows up in your face, get the fuck off the goddamn apps. Get off of them. It's irrelevant. Stop using them. Stop. 
Because if that person's into you and you're into them, just focus on them and see what you can create out of it. Don't just sit here and go, oh, there's a new person. Oh, there's a new person. Oh, there's a new person. Do you know how damaging this shit is? Not only to you, but to other people. It's extremely damaging because, oh, I found somebody new, prettier and shinier over here because I don't want to miss out on something. Fuck you. If you think that this is appropriate behavior, you have got to either A, see a therapist or B, figure out something about this instant gratification crap because it's insane to me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I've never been in a situation where I have got to sit here and continuously focus on bullshit. I, I'm not searching for a new shiny object. I don't want a new shiny object. If I'm into somebody, I'm into somebody. The end. Done. There isn't anything else. If it blows up, then I move on and I, I will either re-download an app or whatever. But at the same time, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to put myself in a situation where I'm giving my best foot forward at all times in that situation so that I can be in that situation effectively with that person. I need to get to know them. I need to understand them. I need to do all of these things to really figure out if that's what I want. Not some, not some surface level bullshit and then go, oh, look, I found another new shiny object. Swipe. Let's move on to the next one. Now, do I think if you're in your early 20s, you need to experiment a little bit? Absolutely. I do. I really think that that's a thing. But if you're starting to climb to like 27, 28, 29, 30, you're in your 30s and you're still doing this shit, you probably should really figure out your initiatives and what you're attempting to accomplish because it seems awfully fucking bizarre to me to have a situation where you're looking at these things and you're looking for new shiny objects everywhere you go. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And I think that's something that everyone needs to take a look at and understand effectively before they begin dating. And rant. Sorry for that. I didn't realize how passionate I was until we got into this conversation. So sorry again. That's it for this episode. Amanda and I will be back in couch conversations after the after this. I, I, I don't know that I want to ramble again, but a couple of my friends had these conversations and uh, I, I thought it was necessary that we just kind of like get it all out there, or at least I felt like it was necessary. So that ends this 29 minute episode ish, give or take, with a little bit of some weird riff music that I found on Anchor. And uh, I hope things go well for you guys in the future. If you have any questions, you can always send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash lies and other bullshit we tell ourselves. Thanks.